Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Guess who's back? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, Hammer, I'll let you do the honors. A surprise special guest in studio here. As one Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem, once said, and I quote, guess who's back? The gun guy. (laughs) Look at that. Guy Relford is here for a special Thursday appearance. How are you, my friend? Man, it's great. It's great to be here with you guys. So the reason we wanted to get you back in studio, because normally you come in here on Monday for Monday Gun Day, was we had a lot of questions about this IMPD officer shooting. Now, the story, as we've seen it, and the body cam footage has been released, uh, there was a traffic stop, and the officer gets you know ready to go up and talk to the guy that he pulled over. He was driving erratically. The guy gets out of his car, and he's kind of a little out there. Yeah. Starts kind of going to the officer. Starts mouthing. Starts mouthing. Yeah. The officer's, officer says, stop. Please give me your driver's license. Trying to be cool. Talk it out a little bit. Well, the guy goes back to his car, grabs a gun from either a glove box or some compartment in his car, and starts to make a run for it. The IMPD officer chases him, shoots him in the back as he's fleeing, but the guy still had the gun in his hand. Yes. So there's a lot of people saying different things here. I want to get your thoughts. Well, it's really an interesting case in the sense that um, the Supreme Court has weighed in on this exact issue. The Supreme Court of the United States, in 1985, in a case called... uh, Tennessee versus Garner, they addressed a Tennessee law called the fleeing felon rule that said, hey, if somebody's running away, in that case, a statute said, um, and, and that person's suspected of a felony, or the officer reasonably believes he's committed a felony, which, which may or may not apply here, um, but you can use deadly force. And the Supreme Court came out and said, no, that's unconstitutional uh, under the Fourth Amendment, because that, that's a taking of an individual when it's not appropriate. And it's only appropriate for an officer to use deadly force to prevent someone from escaping if that person poses an immediate threat to the officer or another person. And the Supreme Court ruled that way in 1985. Since then, Indiana has codified that exact rule. And there's a there's a statute that talks about when officers can use force, including deadly force. And it's says roughly what the Supreme Court opinion in 1985 said. It said, well, yes, an officer can use reasonable force, including deadly force, to prevent the escape of a person or to arrest a person, but only if one, they've given a warning if feasible, it says if feasible, but then it says if the officer reasonably believes that they're preventing serious bodily injury to the officer or another person, or to prevent that person from committing a, what's called a forcible felony. That's a felony committed through the use or threat of force. So, so let, me, let me just stop you right yes. there real quick. If an officer sees that happening and yells, drop it, drop it, or stop, stop, right. is that considered a warning? Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, and I mean, you know, it even says if feasible and you're in the middle of a foot pursuit. In fact, you hear the officer in the video say foot pursuit. And then he, you know, and he, he's yelling and it's only really a few seconds because he doesn't chase him very, very far. He chases him in, from my view of the video about one yard length um, before he fires shots. But it's all going to come down to, yes, the guy was fleeing, but he was fleeing with a gun in his hand. Does fleeing with a gun in your hand mean 
in and of itself that that officer has that reasonable belief they're preventing serious bodily injury to themselves or someone else or the commission of a forcible felony. And and, and that's an interesting question because, listen, the, the Indiana Supreme Court has said mere possession of a firearm doesn't even create a, a, a basis to investigate someone. Is someone fleeing a police officer with a gun in his hand, does that actually raise to the level, rise to the level of, um, of, of creating that reasonable belief the person's about to hurt someone uh, seriously, and that's the requirement. Um, and, and, and that's an open question for me because the guy's running away. However, you know, the, one of the first things I thought of when I saw that video, you guys, is remember the, the state police investigation of the DeJure Mercer shooting of the, yes. of the bad guy? And I don't like to mention the bad guy's names, but, but, they, they, but what happened in that case is the guy parked a car, bailed out of the car with a gun in his hand, ran around the corner of a building, and then turned around and fired shots yeah. back at police, including DeJure Mercer. And, and I could easily see this officer saying, hey, look, that experience of IMPD was fresh in my mind. That guy's running toward the corner of a building, which he's doing, as you can see in the video, toward the corner of a house. I was sure he was going to get around the corner of that house and turn around and start firing shots at Or me. what if he killed somebody else and what that if was he around somebody that else? That's like right. a kid or something? So they would be, th- right. be mad at the officer for not taking the shot. Yeah, so the gun in his hand is huge. And the fact that he chose to reach in and grab the gun before he ran. Why? If you're just trying to get away. And by the way, it came out from the family's lawyer. This guy apparently was in a motorcycle accident and hurt himself badly a couple of years ago and really couldn't run. He's sort of hobbling away. This guy's not, you know, Carl Lewis running away from right. the officer. Um, but I could easily see an officer saying, hold on. He chose to reach in the car and grab a gun, and only then did he run away. He's not just trying to get away. He's trying to get away with a gun in his hand. Why? Why? Because he, he planned to shoot me all along. You know what? That's a pretty compelling argument. When he That video, he grabbed the gun and then started running. That's right. I, I, I said to Hammer yesterday, I'm surprised the cop didn't try to stop him forcibly then when he actually grabbed the gun and was still in the car. Well, that's this right. This guy's going for the gun. That's right. You see it, and yeah. he gets up out of the car, and the cop's right there. I would have, if I would have been in that position, I would have laid him out right there. Yeah, well, you know, he grabs what looks to me like I, I, a cell phone and a gun. Yes. And I could easily see the officer not maybe readily being able to identify what it was that he grabbed, maybe hesitating for that reason. But you're right, Nige. I mean, he he reaches back in the, into the car to grab a gun and then clearly runs away with a gun in his hand. That's a huge, huge fact that's going to factor in. So somebody sent us a message yesterday, and I thought it was an interesting question, and maybe you can clear this up. I think you've talked about this before, but let's say you're a law-abiding citizen, not somebody that's you know going to run from the cops or do something like that. Yeah. You're a law-abiding citizen. You've got your weapon with you, whether it's in a holster, in a glove box or something, and the police pull you over. At what point do you lose your rights to that weapon? Well... You, you don't, and there, there's a couple of Indiana cases right on point, and from 2010, Washington versus State, the, the possession, mere possession of a firearm by a driver in a vehicle doesn't even create a reasonable suspicion of criminal activity such that it justifies the, the, the search of the car or the person or the seizure of the firearm. That's merely the possession of a firearm in a vehicle by someone um, without any reason to believe that possession of a firearm is illegal. Separately, in 2017, in Pinner versus state, the Indiana Supreme Court said the mere possession of a firearm by, some, by someone out in public doesn't even allow police officers to detain that person and investigate them to determine whether or not the possession of that gun is legal. And that's because, guess what? Law-abiding citizens carry guns, too. And, 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 so, and so, really, the mere possession of a gun alone doesn't get police 
very far in terms of the ability to stop you, search you, detain you, or seize that firearm. Now, if there's something else, if you're acting all squarely such that officer suddenly has reason to believe you're a danger to the officer or has reason, it's called a reasonable, articulable suspicion, RAS is a legal term we use all the time, and that, that, that reasonable suspicion of either criminal activity or danger to the officer, now suddenly they have more okay, ability to search to or officer. detain you. So it's danger to the officer or criminal activity, that reasonable, articulable suspicion. That's what allows the officer to take additional steps. So let's just play what if, because this is, you know, what's fun about having you in studio sure. we can go through these situations. Let's say you're somebody that believes all cops are bad. Yep. You're somebody that wants to defund the police. You hate the police. Uh, you get pulled over. You're a law-abiding citizen. You just hate the police. Uh, you've got your hand on your weapon and the officer says, drop it. See? What happens then? Well, hand on the weapon, first of all, is really, really stupid during a traffic stop, right? Yeah. Right. Because, because having a gun in the car or having a gun in the holster, I've been stopped five times and I can count off the top of my head with a gun in the car or including in a holster on my hip, I get caught, stopped by police. That alone doesn't give you much. You got, a, you got your hand on a gun in the car as an officer walks up. Now that changes everything. And, then, and what I, as an officer, believe now suddenly, would I have that reasonable suspicion that that person's a danger to me because they chose to have their hand on a gun? during a traffic stop? I, I, I don't know. I tend to lean toward the police on that one. 